Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's roll. That's right. Willard and Weiss debut performance. And while many of us around the country use Sundays for the honeydew days, uh, sometimes that means busting out the broom. You might need to sweep the garage, the backyard, the front yard. Sweeps are or are they not on our mind in the NBA playoffs as the Nuggets try to avoid one and breaking news with regard to the Nets trying to do the same as we hip hop out of this weekend into next week because Ben Simmons was expected to maybe be the savior in a way for the Brooklyn Nets, but he awoke with back soreness today. This just came down, and he too is out. Let's get into these sweeps, the rest of the NBA playoffs, NFL draft coming, and beyond again, along with Martin Weiss. I'm Mark Willard. Martin, how are we doing today? I'll tell you what, Mark. My honey-do list is getting longer and longer. Because like I had, a, we were supposed to go out Friday. We were supposed to go out Friday, go to lunch, celebrate the new job that she just got, and all of that. But then it didn't happen, right? We had to wait for a package to get there. But then Saturday, this is the thing about living on the West Coast, man. Games start at ten a.m. They don't go off till yep. seven. Yep. And then Sunday, games start at nine, and they don't go off till eight. And so it's like my honey do list is getting longer and longer and longer. And literally earlier today, she was like, "So when is it not for work?" 
You know, so I, I was mean, like, I, 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 told, I, I don't know, I, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I remember, um, and this was for work a few years ago. I ended up uh, in Chicago on an NFL Sunday, and uh, I just ended up. I didn't see this coming, but I ended up riddled with guilt because by noon I'm still sitting there waiting for NFL games to start. I'm like, am I supposed to go work out or something? Like, is something supposed to happen during this window? Right. Thank God for being on the West Coast where the game takes from wake until sleep. Right. Alarm goes off. Football goes on. Right. right. That's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> exactly. that is the formula. Right. And I thought this. Well, you know, Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving, their honey do list. Uh, they might be getting to it quite quickly as you see well, the, uh, the Boston Celtics are running them out of the court. I mean, you you bring it up. There are a couple of teams that are facing a sweep when they next play. One of them is right now in the Denver Nuggets. We'll get to the Brooklyn Nets in just a second. But we're sitting here watching Nikola Jokic play basketball. And the Nuggets do lead here by a bit. I think it's 11 here at the break with the Nuggets up on the Warriors. The Warriors have not shot the ball well. And Jokic has been fantastic. Uh, with about a minute to go in the first quarter, Jokic had outscored the Warriors by himself. He had 18 points in the first quarter. And he's classically one of these guys as we sit here and watch him play martin it's just like the year russell westbrook first averaged a triple double mm-hmm. to me it was like runaway mvp and you ask yourself why now in that particular case he did something that was statistically relevant and historical i get it however he did it again the very next year and nobody seemed to care and the reason was because when you watch him play basketball you're like this young fella's got absolutely nothing around him yep. absolutely nothing around him at all so let's give him all the love and all the credit and it's the same thing with Jokic this year because you've got Porter out you've got Murray out and he just by himself brought the Nuggets to the sixth seed yet Martin what are we really talking about because all he was was the sixth seed and right now he's battling on his home court to even win one playoff game so what have we done to the word valuable valuable toward what valuable Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness gracious, Lord have mercy! Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I'm sharing the I'm sharing the air uh, the radio airwaves with somebody who finally finally has an idea of what words mean. Words mean things, and most valuable has to mean more than the sixth seed. Here's the real rub: if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, or LeBron had his team together, then um, if LeBron had the Lakers together, if LeBron had the Lakers together, then <laughs> then uh, the Nuggets would be in the play-in. Right, the Nuggets would not right. even be a legitimate playoff team. Like, think about how the Pelicans got into the play-in, and everybody was talking about how they're not a real playoff team, even though they, they you know, they got a win off of Phoenix. So they're probably that's probably going to be a quick, a quick trip, right? Five, six games. Phoenix is moving on, even with Booker's hamstring, right? Because they weren't nearly one of the best eight teams in the Western Conference for the entire year. Now they made a trade, got way better. That's why I'm glad the play-in exists. But the fact of the matter remains that if LeBron and the Lakers are Kawhi and the Clippers had their had anything in order, right? This Nuggets team would have been a playing team. And how is the MVP on a playing team? Well, to me, I, I like I have a hard time making hard line stance sharpie based on stats because there will always be exceptions and you want to be open to them. But for me, Martin, almost always, if not always, that that MVP's got you got to be a top four seed. 
You, you, you have got to be on your home court for game one in these playoffs if you're going to be the most valuable player. So it's no shade at Jokic. I've watched every minute of this series, and he's fantastic. I don't know how somebody at that size has that dexterity, that ability to move, that ability to create different angles and shots around the rim. He's fantastic. But he's not Giannis at Embiid this year because his team was a six seed, and they are in in need of a really good second half here in a few moments to even make the second round. So if we're going to call him the most valuable, you it's toward what? You you achieved what? You did a great job. You're a good player. You're you're a great player. You're the 6 seed, but you're the 6 seed. You're the 6 seed and you're going to end up being fodder for this rebirth of the Warriors courtesy of Jordan Poole. And shout out Jordan Poole. I'm a Michigan alum, so I I, oh, I, I, I would love to say I saw it coming, but uh, you, you know he did hit that big shot versus Houston in the, and, and March. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did not see I did not see the third Splash Brother being Jordan Poole at any point through his uh, college career. But I was watching watching it closely. But to your but to your point, my MVP was Giannis, right? Because he was the best player on one of, if not the best team, one of the best teams all year. Like and to me, it's very simple strategy. It's very simple. Uh, it's a very simple rubric in terms of what I'm grading on the MVP. Mark Will, do you know the last time an MVP lost eight consecutive playoff games? Uh, the last time an MVP lost eight consecutive playoff games. My sense would be that it's never happened. It has happened at least once. Okay, Allen Iverson lost eight consecutive playoff games outside of Philadelphia, though. Like after he moved, I believe it was in Detroit, right? But after after he after he left, you know what I'm saying? After he left the Sixers, right? That was the MVP that lost eight consecutive playoff games. We're talking about a guy right now in Nikola Jokic in the prime of his career, winning back to back MVPs, who can't make any noise in the postseason. And everybody says, you know, you know, Martin, it's a regular season award. It's a regular season award. Well, the game didn't change, Mark Willard. I mean, it's still basketball, right? Like, simply because it's now the postseason instead of the regular season, I don't know, did the rules switch up? I, I, I'm optimistic. I guess my your your rebound uh, your rebuttal, if you will, to that is that isn't the regular season what is supposed to position you for playoff success. The reason that he can't win a playoff game is because he keeps going up better teams because his team is not good enough. And again, the problem with these arguments, Martin, at least in, in, in my estimation, my history of having them, is it's hard to have them without sounding like you're taking shots at the MVP player in this case. Sure, I have nothing bad to say about Nikola Jokic. I, he's not a choke artist. He's not overrated. He's none of these things. He's fantastic. He's just not on a team that's going to be relevant in these NBA playoffs. Giannis is. Embiid is. Jokic isn't. And, and the regular season is absolutely what sets the table for that success. And it, but well, really, we got to stop this. It's not a slight to say that a guy is not the most valuable player in the league. That's not a slight. That's not that's not an insult. It's it's just not because there only can be one. There's only one champion. There's only one president. There's only one. There's only one for some things, right? And because somebody didn't get that, doesn't mean that they're somehow less than, right? It's just no. Giannis is just more valuable. 
right? It doesn't mean that Jokic is invaluable or not valuable, right? It, it just means that Giannis is more valuable. And we got to stop with the idea that it's somehow a slight because I'm sitting here watching Jokic, and I, I'm appreciating, I feel like I'm appreciating what's happening here. Like, I, 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 well, like I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm seeing totally. this guy, and I'm seeing the passes he makes. I'm seeing the shots that he takes, and I'm like, well, this guy's amazing. He's just not the most – he's not just not the MVP. That's not an insult, to me, at least in my estimation. No, I agree with you, and and you're going to hear from a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, this is a – it's an individual award, so why are you making it so much about team success? And, and again, to that, I would respond and say, well, didn't you just make it about the team in that you want to give him the award because he doesn't have a team around him? The, the, the real rub, the big problem with this is what you're essentially saying to players like Giannis and Embiid, you are being penalized for having good teammates. And that's wrong. You're, you're being penalized because Embiid, for part of the year, had Harden. If you're Giannis, you're, you're being penalized because Chris Middleton is a good player. Right. And they have other pieces, and they're coming off of a championship. We've watched players with Golden State get penalized, not even be a part of this vote. I mean, about 20 games in, Steph Curry was leading the way in the MVP. Now, he didn't shoot at his highest level, and then he got hurt. I'm certainly not saying he should be the MVP. But we started to remove him from the process entirely when Clay came back and Jordan Poole developed into a budding star in his own right. There's also Andrew Wiggins. There's Draymond Green. It's like you can't you can't be a part of this conversation if you have good teammates. Why? Why? Like that, this award should and in fact has to on some level be about the team because to me, MVP has to be attached to success and you're not going to have success if you don't have a team. That Not only that, but NBA voting in general feels broken because how in the world is Jordan Poole not a finalist for most improved player? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? John Morant was the second overall pick. Should have been the first in my estimation. I would have picked him over Zion, but that's just me. I know that was the hot take at the time, but one of the guys in the playoffs, one guy's played 80 games in three years. But the idea that Jordan Poole from G League to now playoff starter mm-hmm. – Coming, he's got he's got Steph on the bench, Mark. Steph Curry, one of the best players in the NBA's history, is coming off the bench because Jordan Poole is on a heater, right? Like, what are we doing? Like, how is he not the most improved player? This should be easy, you know. I I, I just I, I it's just it, I do not understand at all how NBA voting happens. I don't have a vote, and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm like I'm looking from the outside in, so I can be like, you guys just get it all wrong. But I mean. Jokic isn't the MVP, and Jordan Poole is by far the most improved player in the NBA. This year. Have you done the 2019 NBA redraft just for fun? Have you done? Have you done the dive in and done the redraft? Do you know how it would go? How would it? I mean, well, first of all, John Morant obviously would be the number one pick in the draft, right? And go ahead and pull up the draft results from 2019 and say this out loud: If I put anybody other than Jordan Poole as the second pick in the redraft, I'm wrong. Period. Say it out loud. Everybody listening to us right now. John Morant, number one. Jordan Poole, number two. Go find me the player who has been better than Jordan Poole. And before you think, oh, flash in the pan or whatnot, yeah, he's averaging 29 a game in these playoffs, but that's only three games. For the final two and a half months in the season, he had a sum total 
of one game, Martin, one game where he didn't score 20 points. Right. And that night, he scored 19. So, I mean, this is consistency. This is not, this is not going to be something that's going to go away. Uh, if you redraft 2019, that is the second pick in the draft. Absolutely. And, I mean, he's a bucket. Like, he was a scorer at Michigan, right? But, like, the idea that now he's doing it on the highest level, it's, it's just, it's just it really what it says to me. It shows you how location and organization is such a key for, for athlete success. Location and organization. Because you can't tell me that if if Jordan Poole was on the Orlando Magic or the Washington Wizards, right, that he would look like Steph Curry Jr., right? You can't tell me that he would do that. (laughs) I'm not buying it. But he does, and in part because, you know, what are they doing when they're watching tape? They're watching. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's in there doing everything that Steph is doing. No, obviously not to the same level, but the boy is nice. You know what I'm saying? He's he's, figured it out. He's Yep, he's got those examples for him. They let him run the the uh, the fourth quarter huddle the other night. He's sitting right. there with the coach's chair, staring at Draymond, Steph, and Clay, going, "You go here, you go there. This is what we're going to do on this next play." You're like, "Wait a minute, what is happening with this organization?" But that that kind of stability that you're talking about, yeah, it absolutely matters. It's Fox Sports Sunday with Martin Weiss, Mark Willard, and let's get in to these Brooklyn Nets because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are now on the brink. You know that no NBA team has ever rallied back from 3-0 down, so let's call it what it is. This is a first round out for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Are the excuses there or not? There's one very clear definition that comes to mind for me when I see this. We'll share that with you coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, rocking and rolling on a Fox Sports Sunday. Willard and Weiss is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And, oh, by the way, speaking of Vegas, Thursday's draft night. That's right. Be sure not to miss Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage throughout the first round. Next Thursday, 8 Eastern, live from the Bellagio in Vegas, Jay Glazer. Former Vikings GM Rick Spielman. Our very own LeVar Arrington. Rob Stone as well. We'll have you covered throughout the first round of the draft with pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, live from the Bellagio in Las Vegas throughout the first round of the draft. Listen on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me tell you this, Martin. One thing about the draft, I'll be all in and all dialed in on Thursday. I'll tell you what I'm out on, though. That's Friday morning. Skip the Friday morning draft grades. The man you brought up, Jordan Poole, that is the one, man. I like he he's not the first, he won't be the last, but my gosh, uh, when I see that, can 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 we not give up on guys in uh, in in year 1, year 2 no, anymore based I, on what we've just seen? I love it's all a cottage industry, right? It's kind of like bracketology where you're trying to pick the the four teams that may are on the bubble that are going to get in. It's like like that's kind of what it all is. It's all it's all just content, right? It's, but none of it is right, right? Or not very few, very few, very rarely is it actually correct. Like my favorite, my, my number one definition, honestly, part of the reason why I felt I could get into this business all summer, everybody was talking about Andrew Luck and RG3. And I'm like, dude, the best quarterback in this class is Russell Wilson. <laughs> like the best quarterback, I don't care how short he is, I don't care what he's doing. I watched him at North Carolina State, then I watched him at Wisconsin, and he is that dude, right? But all, but 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 it's Andrew Luck, RG three, Andrew Luck, RG three. Now Andrew Luck, who knows where he is? RG three is on TV, and I just saw Russell Wilson sitting courtside in Denver, right? Because because he's the new quarterback for the Broncos, right? Like. The yep. idea that the we that the idea that we understand what just happened after the draft, uh, even 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 in a month after the draft, it, it's so ludicrous. It's 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 honestly funny. It's honestly funny to see that guy like, oh, he completely missed. Like there, I saw some clips of of, of draft guys talking about uh, Jordan Poole after the fact, of uh, you know when he got drafted. And it was like, oh, what an overdraft. What of this? What of that? And you know what? They were right for the G League part of his career, but now they're wrong. So it was like, who? Like what? What? What does it matter? Well, I, by the way, you reference it, so let's go ahead and play it, in fact, uh, because we had some fun with this yesterday as well. Um, and, and for those of you around the, the country who haven't had a chance to dive too deep into playoff basketball yet, see Jordan Poole play, um, he, he, I mean, he has been something else. Put it this way. Here's the best way to describe it. In a nutshell, you had Stephen Clay on that team, and the other night, Draymond Green called Jordan Poole option one. Yes. Can you believe that? I mean, that's that's all you really need to know there with the guys playing. So take a listen to it. 
Uh, this is from CBS Sports. Their NBA draft coverage, 2019. This is what was said right when the pool pick was made. Do you like this pick, Jordan Poole, uh, by the Warriors? Maybe the worst pick in the draft so far. There we go. Uh, and there's nothing against Jordan Poole. No offense, dude. I think the guy could be a rotation NBA player someday. But if you're going to get a guy who can come in and make shots, uh, you're picking a sophomore. You're picking a guy who's you know 20 years old and has some growth to do. Uh, this is a guy that you likely could have gotten as an un- as a as an undrafted free agent. So this is such an overdraft. Like when we talk about that Cam Johnson pick at number 11 being an overdraft. Uh, this is much more of an overdraft. There's less uh, at stake here because you're picking in the low 20s. You're not picking in the lottery. But this is I mean, this is an absolutely inexplicable pick by the Warriors. Uh, how about Cam Johnson catching a stray, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn. You want to talk about who, right. somebody who's an actual right. rotation NBA player, right? Cam Johnson, a, a rotational NBA player coming off the bench in Phoenix. He's playing 15, 20 minutes a game. Like, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a piece of NBA player. I mean, that that's one of those ugh, old takes exposed. No doubt. I mean, Cam Johnson, that's the funny thing is he's rolling through this. I'm like, Cam Johnson's pretty good, too. Like I this mean, guy, whatever, whatever this was, you know, you're, yeah, it's the most inexplicable pick in the draft. Yeah, because the second best player in the draft was available at 28. That's why it's inexplicable, as it turns out. Right. I mean, it, but it, it's just it just goes. I mean, to me, it just shows you how much organization and how much like the structure matters because it's clear. It's evident that Jordan Poole has been empowered through this stretch, right? Like you like you said a minute ago, he's he's over there uh running the huddle, right? It's clear that like he knows he's not getting pulled. He knows he's not like if he turns the ball over or something like that, he's not going to get, you know, he's not looking over his shoulder at anybody and and it just shows you like not everybody, I was just like not all teams are engineered to win. I'll put it like that. And the, the Warriors are. Even if they don't win it every year, they're engineered to win. Whereas, like, some teams just, like, I mean, like the Brooklyn Nets. We were talking about them a second ago. Not. They're just not. They're, they're you know, if they're, if they're going to win games, it's going to be because one person or two people, KD, Kyrie, is just exceptional, amazing. Like, and there's nothing that you can do about it, right? Like, we're just looking at history happen. But, as, like, Jordan Poole is not a historically great NBA player yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, like, he's a find that, that that's right. what, you know what I'm saying? It just shows you how organization matters. Well, I'm glad you're talking about the draft while we talk about what does and what does not work. We'll get a little bit more into the Brooklyn Nets here and their problems here in just a second. First, let's find out what's trending. Let's get Ralph Irvin in here with the absolute latest on a busy day. Ralph, take it away. Well, 6.26 to play in the third quarter of this contest, and the Denver Nuggets still continue to hold that lead. It's 81-72. They lead Golden State right now. The MVP, Nikola Jokic, doing everything he can. 27.7 rebounds. Four Nuggets in double figures today. Monte Morris, 17 points in this contest. Again, they have the now 84-72 lead over Golden State. As for the Warriors, 23 points for Klay Thompson in this game. 16 for Andrew Wiggins. 10 for Steph Curry off the bench. Gordon State could advance with a win here. They have a 3-0 series lead. Earlier today, Milwaukee, a 1-19-95 win over the Chicago Bulls. 
Milwaukee now leads that series three games to one. Giannis led the way, 32 points, 17 rebounds. Grayson Allen, a shocking 27 points coming off the bench for the Bucs. The next game up on the schedule, well, it's at 7 o'clock Eastern. Game number four, Miami playing at Atlanta. On the Major League Baseball scoreboard, final in from Atlanta where the Braves had a game comeback, but it wasn't enough. Miami, a 5-4 winner over Atlanta. The Marlins have won three of their last four games. Garrett Cooper, two RBI in the victory. San Francisco scored six runs in the ninth inning to finish up. Washington, 12-3 the final score. Jock Peterson, two home runs for the Giants, who have won three straight. Cincinnati snapped an 11-game winning streak, beating the St. Louis Cardinals 4-1. Colin Moran had two RBI. Right now on the Diamonds, a couple of games tied in the ninth inning. The White Sox and Minnesota locked at three. They are in the bottom of the ninth inning, and they're in the bottom of the ninth in Houston, where Toronto and the Astros are tied at six. Again, bottom of the ninth, fun. Meanwhile, they're in the sixth inning. The Cubs, a 4-2 lead over, or Pittsburgh, a 4-2 lead over the Cubs. They're in the bottom of the sixth inning in San Diego. The Dodgers, a 4-1 advantage over San Diego. Freddie Freeman has belted a two-run homer in this contest. Bottom of the fifth, Oakland shutting out Texas, 2-0 in that game. The Mets in Arizona tied at one. They're in the fifth inning. And the Angels having themselves a day. L.A. up 6-3 over Baltimore with the Orioles batting in the top of the fourth inning. But that is where we are at right now. Again, Golden State, Denver, 84-72, 5.47 to play in the third quarter. As we set it back, it's Mark Willard. Back to you on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Willard, Martin Weiss as well. Willard and Weiss on a Fox Sports Sunday. Ralph, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Martin, let me, uh, let me ask you this as we bounce around in the NBA a little bit. Are you a fantasy basketball player? I am not. I am a gambler. So I, I, uh, I understand and know about the fantasy aspects and use that a lot for uh, what prop I'm going to play. But I don't actively play fantasy basketball. I put real money down and win or lose every night. <laughs> yeah, the re- the, the, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, well, The reason I ask is this. I, yeah, the, 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 for me, what I'm watching right now, and if the Boston Celtics do win game four of this series, um, that means that the two fantasy basketball teams in the NBA will finish the year with a sum total of zero playoff wins. I'm pointing at the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. and I'm pointing at the Los Angeles Lakers. And these two mm-hmm. teams, uh, as I look at them, it's, it's not as if I necessarily would criticize any of the moves on you can get LeBron, you get LeBron. You can get KD, you get KD. You can get Kyrie, I get it. But look at the stories that have unfolded there. It seems like everyone is playing fantasy basketball. Grab 100%. star, insert in lineup, everything will be fine, right? And it's not it's not working out that way. The, the, the Lakers uh, tried. Jam Russell Westbrook in there, it didn't work. The Brooklyn Nets, what's their excuse now? You can't blame this vaccine or James Harden. Harden wasn't able to get along there with Kyrie. Uh, now Kyrie's healthy. He can play in every single game, and they can't even win a playoff game. If you go to every other team in the NBA, Martin, every one of them at least has one central figure who was drafted and developed. Those two teams have not done it. 
and they'll be out. And I mean, I, I, I feel like you know the Lakers winning the title in the bubble really is like the one, uh, the one point that everybody can say like, well, they got the championship. But if you just look at it, it shows me that like, okay. Uh, uh, March March 2020 or April 2020, whenever the whenever uh, the pandemic first happened, Last Dance comes out. We're sitting there, everybody's sitting in their house. No one can go outside, and we're watching Michael Jordan's uh, six part you know documentary slash you know uh, very very favorable portrayal of Michael Jordan and 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 the, the the 96 Bulls, right? But you know what happened in that documentary, Mark? It was evident that Mike and Jerry Krause did not get along. Mike and the ownership of the Bulls yep. did not get along, partly because they weren't doing everything that he wanted him to do, right? Now, we look at that now and be like, well, you know, they should have listened to Mike more. But they got six rings. You see what I'm saying? Like, maybe, just maybe, the idea that the GM was the GM and the coach was the coach and Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, maybe that had an idea, maybe that structure worked. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to you, you, you go and 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 you, and you talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, before they even ever played a game together, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are on Instagram Live talking about how we don't even have a head coach. No, you got one. His name is Steve. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like you don't, like he's right there. He's on the bench. You know, you have a like. No, the idea that you're just doing this kind of like a whole. Uh, like, like, this is a class project that you're just going to take over, you know? And, and then, like, a couple other people, like Martin and Iowa Sam, just going to put their names on the list after, you know, uh, uh, KD and Kyrie get it all done. I, I, I don't get it. I don't – it, it's it's illogical to me that the idea – and, you know, as a gambling man, I made a lot of money fading the Lakers and fading the Nets in the second half of the season. Yep, yep, yeah. And and listen, again, uh, you know, you'll you'll people will hear you say this and go, now, well, wait a minute. You're telling me that if LeBron's willing to come to you, you don't want him. If Kevin Durant is willing to come to you, you don't want him. It's not that. It's that there needs to also be a structure in place when he gets there. Kevin Durant has played how many years in the NBA? How many of them did he finish in a championship? The only time he finished in a championship was when he was on a team that had a structure and a culture and everything that had worked, obviously they had overwhelming talent as well. But the Warriors, in many ways, it maybe it, it, it messed up the thought process. And LeBron, because he's a set aside, when he was at his prime, he could go to Miami, grab a couple other players, and poof, championship. Go to Cleveland, put a couple stars together, snuck out a championship in a strange way. But you get what I'm saying. Like they're, they're, all of the star gathering and the collection of big names, it worked for a little while, but I think it was because it was in a unique way. And now the league said, okay, well, this is the way to do it. It's not. It's not. We've been mentioning Jordan Poole. you got to develop someone like that. you got to develop a Giannis. An Embiid is, is a homegrown player. Even if you want Chris Paul on the Suns, add in a Devin Booker and some drafted players and a good coach a and book, culture. Aiden. Cam Johnson, I just, I like mean, my man was just talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it, it is, it, it truly, like I said, with Jordan Poole, the organization. But with KD, though, and the thing that I think that people just just uh, kind of blow past, it worked for LeBron because he's LeBron. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's the second or first best player in the history of the NBA, depending on who you ask and what opinion they have, right? He's literally, like, no matter what you feel about, no matter what you take, you can't have LeBron out of your top four. 
right, of, of all time, right? No matter what your opinion is, he's not. He's a top four NBA player regardless. Like, if, if you have him out of the top four, you're just wrong, right? I don't think Kevin Durant's in that boat, and I don't think anybody else is, like, in this league, right? Like, And LeBron, to, to honestly, LeBron right now isn't. Like, when he was in Miami, that was a thing. When he was in Cleveland, sure. You know, but, like, the idea that you can just run LeBron out and, and, and the LeBron and the Rockettes, that's not happening in the same way that it used to. And it's in right. part because he's, he's, you know, he's aged. He's getting older. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing, that's not an insult. That's not a, that's not a slight to LeBron's game. Like, he, he's 30, what, six, seven? The idea that he's doing things. I'm 32, and it hurts to get up in the morning, okay? Like, this guy is getting up and doing all this stuff. Right. Like, it's, a, it's remarkable, <laughs> right? So, like, the idea that... But it's it, it to me it is something that we have to sit back and be like okay this worked for LeBron right but that is the the outlier like we do it all the time it, LeBron is the outlier you know what I'm saying like I don't th- like, you look at all these other super teams quote unquote they're not very super no doubt Mark Willard Martin Weiss with you here Fox Sports Sunday Adam Kaplan on the NFL is going to join us coming up next hour Kurt Heelan Pro Basketball Talk is going to join us NBC Sports in uh, the following hour after that. Coming up next with the NFL draft marching toward us on Thursday, could this be a much more interesting draft week than we even realize? We'll tell you why coming up in a few on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, it is Fox Sports Sunday. Mark Willard, Martin Weiss with you. The Warriors and Nuggets are closing in on the start of the fourth quarter. The Nuggets still have this one under control, but the Warriors starting to make a move, so we'll keep you up to date on that for sure. Adam Kaplan next hour will get in to the NFL draft for sure. And speaking of the draft, I mean, I have an idea or two, Martin, on what has messed up this wide receiver market. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, But I do feel like the buildup to this draft has been a little bit muted. And the only thing I can think of with that is. Well, I I think the reason why uh, it's a little bit muted is. You know, it's it's the quarterback thing, right? Yeah, I think the reason why it's a little bit muted is because you don't have that number one quarterback guy. There are a couple guys uh, are thinking, like, who's going to be the first pick in the draft? Is it going to be Malik Willis or is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Like, that's just not a conversation that we're currently having, as opposed to, you know, it was a, just a few years ago when you had Baker and Josh Rosen and uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and and uh, Sam Darnold all, you know, in uh, as as high-level high uh college quarterbacks coming into the league. So I think that's probably why you see, I mean, don't get me wrong, edge rushers win you games, but they're not very sexy uh, uh, for your first overall pick in the draft. And uh, whether it's Thibodeau or whether it's uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, uh, I think I 100% agree with the idea that this has been a little bit understated, but I think it has a lot to do with that. You don't have a lot of sexy players at the top of this list. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I I just think that, you know, you look at what we came off of last year where there were five quarterbacks who we knew were going to go in the first half of the first round, first three picks, all quarterbacks, and so it got a lot of the buzz going, and it's a little different. However, I do think it could change real fast this week because of the wide receiver market. The Debo Samuel one is the one that's getting all the pub right now, Uh, but A.J. Brown is one to watch. D.K. Metcalf, all three of those receivers have the exact same agent and with the prices people are paying for receivers uh, if those teams decide hey we got to move on you got to make that decision in the next four days and, and I think all three of them would bring a haul oh oh absolutely especially to me I think AJ Brown is in a different class of receiver than the other two guys that you just mentioned I think AJ Brown is a, is a step above and where Debo is a great football player I don't know how good of a 
you know, capital W, capital R, wide receiver he is, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's such a weapon that's used in so many different variable ways from the backfield to, you know, I mean, hell, you live in San Francisco. You've watched. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Debo is everywhere, right? I'm surprised yep. he don't play safety. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, I, 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 so I, Debo's situation is a little – I feel for him, honestly, because, like, dude, I, I do a lot on this team, bro. I'm going to need a bag. I get it. I 100% understand why he is uh, – uh, uh, in his, uh, in his, you know, uh, whether whether in an impasse in, in, in for the 49ers. Uh but uh, the 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 fascinating thing to me is though, I mean, you had a real argument that Jamar Chase was the best receiver in the NFL last year, off his rookie deal, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's sure. the, that's the tough part, where you know the market sure Tyreek is getting this bread, but Tyreek can also house it from 90 yards out, right? Because nobody can catch him. Right, so that's that's the, the wide receiver market is a little weird right now, but I th- I do think it's going to kind of uh, get back to normal. I I I don't I don't see these guys well, doing big the, deals, unfortunately for them. Yeah, though the 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 thing that's weird is with the Debo situation. At least to hear the 49ers tell it, they are sitting at the table with a bag. They are sitting at the table with a bag. They love this guy. They are ready to make him happy. And the word is, is he does not even want to talk. He doesn't even. And and, and it came out of nowhere. Like everyone's trying to figure out what upset Debo because it's been a match made in heaven for three years. He's been a team leader. There's never been one word of discontent. He's the one who coined the phrase wide back. He's loved his role at every stage. And now suddenly we're dealing with this. And he would like the public, his agent would like the public to think that it's not about money, that it's in some way about role. So now people are moving forward with this idea that he doesn't like his role. I don't think he doesn't like his role. I think he knows that his role could very quickly get him hurt. So he needs to be taken care of right now. He needs some guarantees Debo Samuel has made a little bit over $2 million so far in his career just in terms of, you know, forget the signing bonus at signing, but in terms of his base salary in three years, he's made a little bit over $2 million, and this year he stands to make a little bit over four. I know that's a lot of money, but not when you're a star football player, it's not. Yeah, no, that's so, criminally uh, underpaid. The harder they try, right? The, the harder the harder they try to make this not about money, I'm like, well, but it is about money. Even if it's about your role, it's about money. I mean, here's the thing, Mark. We're not exactly digging ditches here, but we're here because we're getting paid to be here. Everybody goes to work for money. Like, that's the only reason you go to work. Like, some people find a job that they love. You know what I'm saying? But you're not just doing it for the love of the game. Nobody in this, nobody is going to work because it's so much fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, Debo is not going to going to uh, Santa Clara because he's having a blast, right? He's going there because it's his job, and he's going there because he's compensated for it, right? So the idea that everything is about money, like the idea that it's not about money is laughable. Right, like even I saw a report that saying uh, uh, Adam Schefter saying that Debo wanted to be closer to South Carolina. Well, you know what he's not going to do? Take nah, half a million dollars from the Panthers to go play the same position he's playing right now for the 49ers. Going to make four million dollars. That's just not going to happen, right? Why? Because of the money. It's always about the money.
Well, I mean, when they talked about geography, and he already went on IG Live the very next day after that and, and, and debunked that entire theory. Right. And, uh, and, and obviously, um, you look at him last night, there's a bunch of social media videos circulating last night of him at a club in L.A. Earlier this afternoon, he's having lunch with his agents at Nobu in Malibu, not very far from where we're sitting right now. Right. Um, as, right? And so you, you, this idea, oh, Debo doesn't like the West Coast. Debo likes the West Coast just fine. And if you don't like the West Coast and you want to see mom a little bit more, uh, there's a way to handle that when you make $25 million a year. Uh, you yes. can fly her out and you can see her whenever you want. Yeah, I was going to say, money solves a lot of those types of problems, right? Like, the, like lo- money solves no all those location problems. Because if I make $25 million a year, all right, mom, you know what? Just come move out here. I'll buy a house. You know, what, are we, what are we talking about? Like, it's, 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 it's laughable to me. Um, Mark Willard and Martin Weiss on Fox Sports Sunday. Adam Kaplan is going to join us. Coming up next hour, we'll get a little bit further into the draft preview and all of these wide receiver conversations. We've got the Warriors and Nuggets game four to follow along as well. So all of that is coming up around the bend. The real reason the wide receiver market's messed up next... Yeah, let's roll. Fox Sports Sunday continues the Nuggets right now. About nine minutes away from making Martin Weiss a winner. Uh, We'll explain here in just a second. We'll see, my man. We'll see. Hold on now. Got some shooters on that Warrior team. I'm not sure if you know. Uh, But anyway, Adam Kaplan, FSR NFL insider in the Inside the Birds podcast, is going to join us also in just about 20 minutes. We'll get into the NFL draft, which is hip-hopping its way to toward us right now, four days away. And Martin, um, I want to get to this in a big way. Like if you are one of the fans out there of the 49ers Mm -hmm. or the Chiefs or the Green Bay Packers or the Tennessee Titans, there's one, one team to blame, one company to blame. You can squarely look, ladies and gentlemen, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is all their fault. It is all their fault, and is because they decided that Christian Kirk, with his 980 receiving yards last year, never a 1,000-yard receiver in his career, Christian Kirk worth $18 million per year. Nobody budgeted for this. I know this. Nobody I need, budgeted. I need his it, agent. That's what I. Do. I mean, it, if Christian is worth eighteen a year, why do you think Tyreek was like, well, wait, what? If, if if that's what he's worth, what am I worth? Devonte, maybe he did just want to play for the Raiders. Uh, I don't know, but Devonte, Tyreek, now Debo, AJ Brown is over here with the story that the Titans won't go above twenty million dollars because that's what they budgeted for him, and he probably would have been happy with it a couple of months ago if it hadn't been for the damn Jaguars, Martin. I tell you this, I think the Jaguars are going to be the worst team in the NFL again this year. And I think we're talking about the part of the reason why. Like, you're paying, like, that's the, I think more than missing on a draft pick or anything like that, paying guys, quote unquote, too much for their output, right? It, it, that is the death of professional sports teams. Like, like, if you have a guy like Steph Curry, this output is undeniable, right? Like, pay him as much as you possibly can because, like, the output is there. Like, a guy like LeBron in his prime. Or, you know, uh, 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 hell, Deshaun Watson at, at the top of his quarterbacking abilities, right? You, you pay whatever that cost is. But the death knell 
for, for sports franchises, in my estimation, is when you end up paying for the top output and you don't get it. And I can't imagine that Kristen Kirk is going to turn into like a top ten wide receiver this year. <laughs> like I'm just, it's just. I mean, he's a talented guy. It, it, it's not, you know. Again, you know, we talk about uh, no shade toward Nikola Jokic when we're having the MVP conversation. I think Christian Kirk, four years in, he can be a very good receiver. Can he be a one? I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the Jags will be laughing if he goes for twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards this year. Uh, but, 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 come on. Um, I, I got to think that as soon as that deal happened, there were GMs around the league slamming the table when that came across because there were so many big-time wide receivers who were up for extensions or in need of conversations, and it's messed the whole thing up. And, and in Martin, in a way, it's bad for the league because you don't want Tyreek and Devontae and Debo and AJ. You don't want those guys leaving the teams that they're on. And by the way, look at the teams they're on. All really good teams, playoff contenders right. every single year. And now where are these guys going? They're going Miami. Uh, they're you know, going, I mean, no, no shade on the Raiders, but the Raiders are probably the fourth best team in their division. And if Debo ends up on the Jets, what are we doing, NFL? I mean, I, I, the idea, I feel you. I feel you with that it's bad for the league. I, I don't I don't necessarily go all that far because I do think that if Debo is on the Jets, then, like, Kyle Shanahan will find another Debo, right? Like, I'm not – like, Debo Samuel right. wasn't doing this in college. He wasn't doing this anywhere else. And, like, part of it is, too, like, I, I feel like a broken record talking about organization and, and, and empowerment. But, like, the idea that, all right, if Debo goes to the Jets, is he playing wide back? You know what I'm saying? Because like, if Debo's just straight wide receiver, like part of the reason why, you know, I put it, I put, I, I put it like this: Jerry Rice wasn't taking handoffs, right? Like, like, like T.O. was not taking handoffs, right? Like, at no point in his career did he take a handoff, right? Maybe a reverse or something like that. But part of the reason why is because we wanted those guys spread out wide, right? That's where we want everybody. That's where we want T.O. outside the numbers. We want Jerry Rice to be outside the numbers and, and cutting in and, and, and West Coast, like all of that. We're not having him play tailback. Right. Part of the reason why Debo is a tailback is, is one way to look at it is very diverse skill set. Another way to look at it is he's not a dominant enough just wide receiver. Right. So if you're going to have him play for the Jets and just split him out wide for 40 snaps a game, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, well, I, I, I you also wonder from Debo's perspective. And by the way, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip to va- uh, at visitlasvegas.com. But, you know, this is uh, th- this is one of those things that I think in a lot of different industries people think about. It's like, OK, you can be offered the money you want. And, and therefore, maybe that means the respect that you want. But what happens next? What happens with the rest of your career if Zach Wilson's your quarterback and we don't even know if he's any good and the Jets, you talked earlier, right, organizational stability culture, Debo Samuel has not even gotten his second NFL contract. This is not an old man. He is 26 years old. He's got an NFL career to think about. And if you're a receiver, if you're on the receiving end of whatever your offense is doing, if you don't have a quarterback and you don't have an offensive line, then you as a receiver are not going to have numbers. And, 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 and he's got to think about that. It's not just about the next contract. It's about the one after that too, isn't it? Yeah, I was the only receiver that I can th- like again. I'm 32, so I don't have like the, the the breadth and depth of NFL knowledge from like the 60s and 70s and so on. Like I, I, I don't. I wasn't there watching, right? But the only receiver that to me just seems to have has seen quarterback proof 
in the last 20 years has been DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like, he was doing whatever with whoever the Texans were starting at quarterback, right? Like, he was just – he just was consistent. But everybody else, literally all other players, are determined on who's throwing them the ball. It's it's the number one thing. And if I was a receiver – and maybe – hell, maybe that's why – you know, maybe that's part of the reason why Debo's trying to get out of San Francisco because he sees Jimmy G and he sees the Trey Lance situation and he's just like, oh, this quarterback – this quarterback room ain't happening. But, like – to go to New York for it? To go to Zach Wilson? Right. I, I, that's what I don't. I don't know if that like it feels like trading six for five. Like it doesn't seem like a good move. I, I mean, Debo Samuel was on Twitter in the middle of the playoffs, having Jimmy G's back, talking about all he does is win and and, and everything that he's been through in his career. I have the hardest time believing that it has anything to do with the quarterback situation. When again, if you ask for a trade, well, now you you've you've taken the control away. The the, the team can send you anywhere and, and look around the league. You can talk all you want about Jimmy G not being a top five, top ten quarterback. Do you even think he's a top? 15. I can tell you this, <laughs> that at least half the NFL would, would love to have him because the, the quarterbacks that they have, again, do you get sent to the Jets? What, what, what do you have now? You get sent to the Houston Texans? What do you have now? Right. So I, we're just guessing on what, what is, has got him upset. I don't think we've come up with a good reason yet. Uh, I, to me, it was just. I think the only reason would be all those carries. He's like, dude, I, I'm a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that he loves football and you know just wants to play ball. But excuse me, when you look at you know the the money for wide receivers and the money for running backs, I feel like somebody has to be telling them, hey, bro, you've got to to capitalize now because in a second, you know, I, I don't want to wish ill on anybody, but it's like, hey, man, you know, it, it's you're one knee away from not yep. being the same guy. Right, so like that's kind of where I, I feel like if he's got to kind of take his uh, his own agency into 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 consideration here, because nobody else is going to right. Like nobody else is gonna like the 49ers are gonna tear up the contract they got him on now, uh, simply because he's rushing for you know 100 yards and receiving for 100 yards or whatever. You know his his accolades at this point. I don't need to talk about them. You see it every every week. But uh, that, that it's just interest. It's just very interesting. But I think you're right with the whole Christian Kirk thing because guys are seeing like, hold on a minute, like Christian Kirk was at no point the number one receiver in Arizona, right? Like, you, you mean correct? He was never I mean, even DeAndre the guy. Hopkins plays there. I know he was hurt, but yeah, DeAndre again. He's never been. He's never gone for a thousand yards in his career. You know, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was hurt this year, but then Larry Fitzgerald before that. Like, like at no point were you looking like, oh, you know what? The defense is going to have to rotate a safety over the top of Christian Kirk, right? Like, Christian Kirk was getting off because the, the other people were getting doubled, right? So, that's – it's just – it's just – the Jaguars are terrible. That's just it's a bad organization. They messed it up for everybody, man. I mean, you know, look, my guess is that it's completely about money from this perspective. My guess is is that you've got Debo going into year four, which means his extension wouldn't even take effect until the following year. He could sign it, but it's not going to take effect until the following year. So my guess is Debo goes to them and says something like this. Look, I need some of that guarantee to be up front. I play so physical. You guys asked me to do everything, and uh, I, I need to be taken care of with generational wealth now. I need to, I need to have this take effect right away. The 49ers' response was, you weren't elite until, like, I don't know, 
October of last year was the first time we started talking about you as an elite, uh, elite receiver in the league. And, and part of that is because, as you just pointed out, Martin, part of that is because of the position our offense puts you in. So you would like us to now uh, suddenly we need to re-sign Nick Bosa. We just re-signed Kittle. Garoppolo still on the books. You would like us to move your clock up when you've only been elite for a little bit less than a year? I'm thinking, no, not yet. And I'm thinking that's where, even though we love you, and yes, we want to give you a traditional extension, I'm thinking Debo wants something else, and that is likely the rub in this particular case. And, and I don't have beef with him saying, like, nah, because you know what? He's not a traditional player, right? So, like, Fair. I'm not going to take a traditional accept, uh, extension. Nah, hell no. Nah. Uh, y'all got me playing wide receiver, running back. I'll do everything but throw the damn ball if I'm Debo Samuel. Like, nah, I, I, actually, I'm going to go ahead. Did, he did that, too, in the playoffs, actually. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to need I'm gonna need to be compensated fairly, guys. I, you know, it's, it's no hard feelings, but I do think that there's some of the, the posturing and negotiations. I'd be shocked if Debo Samuel wasn't a 49er with a new contract at the end of that. When the season starts, well, I re- we'll see. I just don't well, think he's going to get the bag that. You know, I mean, no, but nobody who does get the bag that they absolutely want, right? You know, who yeah. does? Tyreek Hill. That's right. who. Facts. Facts. <laughs> that, you you want to talk about one for the money? Okay, that that right. was for the money right then and there. Right. And I, hey, no, uh, I can't. I can't fault him. Well, let's get Adam Kaplan into this conversation, our FSR NFL insider uh, with uh, the wide receiver market, the preview of the draft. All of that is coming up next with Martin Weiss, Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Rocking and rolling on Fox Sports Sunday with Martin Weiss, Mark Willard. And now uh, we had a triplet because as we get ready for the NFL draft and talk out this wide receiver market and what's cooking, let's get Adam Kaplan in here. FSR NFL Insider, of course, follow him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL inside the Birds podcast as well. Adam, it's great to have you because we're just sitting here talking out the wide receiver market. I'm mad. I'm big mad at the Jack. Jacksonville Jaguars. They messed up everything. Christian Kirk for 18 mil, and now star wide receivers all want out. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, but understand with Christian Kirk, guys, Christian Kirk was an unrestricted free agent. His contract was up, so he was free to get what he wanted. And these other guys you talk about, A.J. Brown, he's still under contract. Debo Samuel's under contract. Terry McLaurin's under contract, and that's the issue. That really is what, what, what it boils down to, right? Like, the biggest thing about with Deshaun Watson and how he was able to get all of that money, right, is, is, and, and people look at it like, you know, all, 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 of his, uh, all of his court cases uh, notwithstanding, right? The big thing was he was free. Right, like he was, he was able to be, he was, he was able to move. Right, like the idea, like Kirk Cousins, like when he was going to Minnesota, he was able to move. These guys are locked up under deals, and the idea that, like me and Mark were just talking about it last break, uh, last segment rather, the idea that the 49ers are going to rip up Debo Samuel's rookie deal to make him, uh, you know, uh, to make him the uh, uh, a top ten paid receiver in the league, there's no impetus for the teams to do that. Well, I'll say this with Debo Samuel. They have a history, the Niners do, of taking care of their players. Uh, and we're, we're at the point now where it doesn't really ma- mean much to the Niners. It'll mean something if he doesn't show up to training camp where you could, you could fine him. In fact, the fines cannot be rescinded under the latest CBA. Um, that could get potentially ugly, but uh, teams typically don't move much at this point. They move something when there's something over their head. Now, with Deshaun Watson, he was traded. He was under contract. But the, the, the Browns and the, the Texans knew something had to happen, particularly the Texans, because they made a decision last year around this time. Actually, I'm told it was actually last March. Uh, they felt the information they had would suggest he would never play for them, and that's what wound up happening. Right. Adam Kaplan with us. So let, let's dive a little deeper into some of these situations. You just said the 49ers have a history of taking care of their players. What's the situation here, though? Because it sounds like Debo is telling them he doesn't even want them to make an offer. How do you think this thing plays out? Well, if nothing happens, let's say through day two of the draft, I would expect him to be a 49er. I mean, I know, in fact, one team I talked to believes that Seattle's got an issue with how much he carries the football. Uh, over his last 11 games, including the eight regular season games and three playoff games, uh, he ran the ball well over 30 times more than he caught it. And that's, uh, you know, obviously if you're Debo Samuel and your contract's up, you want to be known more as a receiver, not as a runner. Yep. Uh, and he, now, he has not given the reasons, and he shot a couple down on social media. But one team I spoke with who has been in touch with the Niners already does believe that's a factor in extending his contract. So I'm uh, just around the league, though. Uh, around the league, though, rather is what I'm trying to say. You see Tyreek go for all the money. You see Christian Kirk go for all the money. But 
I think that if you were sitting there, you know, in in January of last of, of this last football season, you would have had a real conversation about Jamar Chase being the best receiver in the league, right? Like, uh, uh just in terms of his output. You see Devonta Smith in uh, in Philly, right? Inside the birds, you, you're right there. He, like he is, looks like he's trending to be a guy, right? You see rookie wide receivers coming into the league. And it seems as our, our, our rookie deal wide receivers, I should say, they seem to be having almost immediate success in a lot of cases, right? Yeah, now you got to be in a passing offense, though. Uh, there's no question. With, with, with Joe Burrow coming back, I mean, he had, he had great chemistry already uh, with, with those guys already. And then Jamar Chase, obviously, we spent time with at LSU. Uh, it's a pretty amazing story because if you remember, Jamar Chase did not have a great training camp. And then. He just had one of the all-time best rookie seasons that we could remember. Um, and then, you know, Debo Samuel, by the way, just getting back to him, he's had an injury history. That's another part of this, about extending his contract. I'm not saying the Niners don't. Again, they have a history of extending. But they don't have to do anything, which is kind of what you were alluding to. Whereas these other receivers, when they come in, if they continue on this pace, Jamar Chase will wind up being the highest-paid receiver in NFL history after third year, and remember, you could extend contracts after the third year. Adam, it, it, as the draft approaches, it is it's kind of quiet right now uh, with regard to deals. I don't, you know, is there a Debo deal? Is there an AJ Brown deal? Nothing is heard on DK Metcalf across the board. What about Tony in New York? What do you think is going to happen just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week as we're on approach? No, we're on trade calls now. These are, the trade calls are not what quite. It's not. A, it has nothing to do with players. It's okay. Listen, if our players on the clock, we want to trade out. Are you interested? That kind of thing. Um, we've seen. Uh, listen, AJ Brown. The, 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 the Titans absolutely do not want to trade him. It's. I don't know where the speculation started. I think what happened was with these contracts open uh, to be extended. People are speculating because these guys have not got deals. Terry McLaurin, by the way, also. Another guy who needs to get an extension. Washington has already indicated they want to extend his contract. Um, teams are not in the business of trading their best players. It, it, the only time they do it is when it becomes ugly. And none of these situations are ugly at this point. So, but I, I'm curious, I mean, do you see – I mean, do you? What do you think is going to be the end all, the result of all of this? So, are we going to see? Because like we we hear about how you know uh, every year a quarterback is scrubbing his social media and is is yeah. not happy with what's going on, and then you know come uh, week one, you know Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. So like, what do we do? We see? Are we going to see a massive? Do you do you foresee a lot of movement happening here? No, because we've guys we've had the busiest free agency of my career in terms of trades and. Right. Acquisitions. No, most of them have been done. There's really not much to go here. Uh, there's some guys on the street. Tyron Matthew, of course, uh, wants, it, wants a big deal. Uh, that's why he hasn't gotten it yet, because some teams think what he's looking for is a little bit too much money. Uh, but we've seen most of the big trades go down. Now, could a couple go down during the draft? Yes. But nothing to the significance of that we've seen uh, so far. Uh, Adam, you, you make it sound like a lot of these uh, are, are just kind of not at the tipping point yet, but what might that mean come August in terms of holdouts? Like this wide receiver thing has almost pushed the Kyler Murray situation to the back burner. Are, 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 are you seeming to feel like, by and large, most of these teams are going to get it figured out with their stars? They do, because we've seen this in the National Football League. It's not quite like the NBA, where the NBA players have much more leverage. What will happen, though, is, and we saw those Jalen Ramsey, when Ramsey showed up, if you remember, with Jacksonville, and had that, I would call it a fake back injury. He, he wanted, he, you, you have to right. show up to avoid fines, and then, of course, he never practiced, and he got traded to the Rams. Uh, those kind of things you could see. 
Uh, we've seen this for many years. Uh, not a lot of players do it, but a small number do it where they come up with an injury because they, they want to get traded and it winds up happening. But right now, that's, that's probably what we're looking at in a couple cases. Uh, but remember, the fines cannot be rescinded, and the fines are enormous in the new CBA. It's quite different from previous CBAs. So, uh, and, and I, I, I probably because they they want guys to report. Um, but uh, so my question is though, so let's say Debo leaves forty the Forty ers Mark was saying earlier. I mean, they've they've been a I don't say Super Bowl comp- uh, competitor, but they've been in the postseason. They've been a team that you see uh, in the tournament. Uh, pretty regularly in the last what four years five years do you think that these wide receivers uh is Debo that big of a game changer like if Debo somehow left are the 49ers now going to be that much worse well yeah because yeah if he was traded you mean yeah he can't well he's under contract right, but, right, yeah, but. yeah I would say this with Debo he's a Kyle Shanahan creation to a certain extent Debo did some of this in terms of the running game but nothing to this extent and the way that Kyle Shanahan schemes his offense to get him open is unlike any other player that Kyle's coached. And he just does an unbelievable job with him. And I don't, I don't think he'd be the same if he goes somewhere else. Because you've got to know how to use him. He's a different type of receiver. But it's not like they're so deep in receiver they could replace him. Brandon Ayuk, great rookie season, fell off a little bit last season, particularly in the beginning, then he came on late. But they don't have anyone to replace him. So if they would wind up trading him, by the way, it'll be more than a first-round pick if they wind up trading him. Um, they would have to replace him. Uh, now, when they get someone else like him, there aren't a lot of Debo Samuels out there. No doubt. Adam Kaplan, FSR NFL insider, is with us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Okay, talk to me about quarterbacks in the draft. When are, when are we going to hear the first one come off the board? Kenny Pickett probably mid-first round. Uh, one GM told me yesterday that he doesn't see any go in the top ten. Well, we'll see. Because quarterback folks, I use, the, I use the Mark Sanchez rule. Just when you think a guy who should have been a second-round pick should go there, he doesn't. He goes in the top ten. So you never say never at the quarterback position. Remember, Tim Tebow went in the first round. Uh, although, I will tell you this, we'll see four to five in the top 50. Because it's the one position teams are going to reach. They're going to take one. If you don't have one, you're going to get one. Uh, but don't be surprised if the Panthers pass at a quarterback at number six. And they don't have a second or third-round pick. Wouldn't shock me if they traded out. Do you think that Kenny Pickett is eventually going to be the best guy out of this class yes. uh, for quarterbacks? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's the most pro-ready guy. I love watching Malik Willis. He's fun to watch. Pretty gifted kid, but I think overall when you look at it, Kenny Pickett's the most pro-ready guy. I don't think there's any question about it. I got to ask you this one real quick, too. Come Thursday, actually come Friday, is Jimmy Garoppolo still a 49er? And is Jimmy Garoppolo still a 49er come August? Well, I can't talk about August. We're four months from now. But now, yes, I don't expect him to be traded. Uh, the, the problem is he's coming off of major right shoulder surgery. His salary is $24.2 million. He, he's, when you look at this situation at 30 years old, he's had a lot of injuries, pretty gifted. But you're gonna wanna, if you're going to make a trade for a guy the final year of his deal, A, you're going to want to extend him. Uh, and you're not going to want to pay him all this money when you don't know that he's going to be ready. As far as being August, I mean, we're, we're ways away from that. Um, but teams like the Panthers, we know they have to fill their, their situation on a quarterback. The Seahawks, although in the same division, they need to do something at quarterback that's fairly significant. Those are the two teams I would think they would have a new quarterback uh, within the first two rounds.
So right now the line, uh, at least it was a couple days ago, the line was set at over, under two and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. Oh, I'm over. You're taking I'm over because over. over. It sounds like the over is the play here, especially when you get into the late, the late, uh, the, the late picks. You guys, guys will trade back into the first round yep. to get that yep. extra year of the contract. I'm, more, I'm. You got Malik Willis. You got Kenny Pickett. Who's going to be the third guy that we see go? How about Matt Corral of Mississippi? Maybe one of the most gifted passes for this draft. Yeah, he, he's just under six foot two. He's got a good arm. Doesn't play the most pro-ready offense, which is a little bit of a concern, but he's pretty gifted. Yeah, I, I believe he'll be the third guy to go off the board. Inside the Birds podcast, Kaplan NFL on Twitter, Adam Kaplan, FSR NFL Insider. Great stuff, man. Thanks for hopping on. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Adam Kaplan with the latest. That's interesting. We'll get to the quarterbacks a little bit more uh, coming up around the bend. And uh, your bet's looking good, bud, but I'm going to let Ralph Irvin tell everybody about that first as we find out what's trending across the nation today. Looking good uh, is when it's possible. Looking good is when it's maybe. No, it's done. I mean, it's it fine. done. Uh, Denver comes out 126-121. They just finished off Golden State in this contest. The Warriors still lead the series three games to one. And, yeah, the MVP, 37 points, eight rebounds, six assists to keep them alive. Uh, As for Denver as a whole, five players in double figures. Monte Morris, 24 points. Aaron Gordon adding 21 for the Warriors. Well, it was Clay Thompson doing the damage today. 32 points along with Steph Curry's 33. But it was not enough in this contest. So Game 5 will be happening in this Western Conference Series. Milwaukee, a 119-95 win over Chicago. That series also three games to one. Coming up next, it'll be Miami playing at Atlanta. The Heat, though, without Kyle Lowry, he is out due to a bad left hamstring. Some late-inning heroics in Major League Baseball. The 2-0. And oh, Pena drives oh, it pretty oh, deep oh, to center oh, field. Oh, oh. Going back on it, Zimmer. Still going back at the wall. Looking up. See you later. See you later. See you later. Astros win it on Jeremy Pena's walk-off two-run home run. 8-7. to seven. KBME Astros Radio Network with the call in extra innings, but that wasn't the only one. Three balls, one strike in the tenth, and the pitch. A swing and a drive! Left field and deep! Back it goes! Deep it goes! Twins win! Twins win! The Minnesota Twins win it! Who else? Byron Buxton! Byron Buxton indeed on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. 6-4 the final. Minnesota has one four straight. Right now, Pittsburgh, a 4-3 lead over the Cubs. Pirates batting in the top of the ninth inning. Cody Bellinger, a pair of home runs. Dodgers lead San Diego 10-2 in the bottom of the seventh. But right now, we'll send it back. It is a Fox Sports Sunday. Yes, it is, Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much. And yes, it is a final. And congratulations, Martin Weiss. What was the bet yes, laid sir. out for everybody? Yes, Let sir. Laid out. Laid out. <laughs> I'm over here asking Adam Kaplan about Devontae Smith, but Nikola Jokic got it done for your boy. All right. Uh, I had uh, I had a, on my podcast, the Lemon Pepper, uh, the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast on the Extra Points Podcast Network. You can find that wherever you find wherever you get your podcast at. Me and my co-host Mark Gunnels. Made a bet, and the bet was Mark Willard that we would. Uh, I, I bet under one and a half sweeps in the first round. Rob Parker told me this, friend of the show, obviously, friend of Fox Sports Radio. Obviously, Rob friend Parker ours, told me yes. this three years ago, and it rings true today. The NBA do not like sweeps. 
They do not like sweeps. And it just don't happen if you go back and look. So right now, the only series, and I made this bet on last Tuesday, so you had the Suns up 2-0 on the Pelicans. or, or you, it's every, All the series were, were, were two games in, right? So I, I made this bet on Tuesday of last week, and it just cashed. Thankfully, uh, Nikola Jokic doesn't go down in history as the only other MVP to lose eight consecutive playoff games with Allen Iverson. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. All right. So there it is. The only there may be no sweeps, uh, but if Boston wins in in Game Four of that series, then they'll have one. But that is the max as the Nuggets do get Game Four, one twenty six, one twenty one. Steph Curry missed four free throws in this game. Um, I mean, Curry scored thirty three and off the bench. Uh, might I add? So this is not to be taking shots at Steph Curry, who actually came out had a really rough first half, but was pretty good, uh, if not amazing at times in the second half. But four missed free throws from the second best free throw shooter in the NBA. That might have changed that game if he sinks those. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought this was going to be a sweep of the one and a half that I had the under on. I was sure that Golden State and Denver was going to be the one. Right, the half was the thing I was ho- hoping for. Right, <laughs> that was really what I was. I never thought it would be Brooklyn. Right, I, I did. I did think the Celtics were much better, but I mean, Lord have mercy, did I think that the Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving were just going to like stop being elite basketball players? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was a that was right. a turn of events. But just remember that. Remember that, America. Remember that. The NBA do not like sweeps, especially yep. in the first round. Just remember that. Well, it, 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 I mean, when you watch these, when you say something like that, it makes me go, okay, let's take a look at the officiating in this game. But you know it's the playoffs. There's never been a fan who's ever walked home from a playoff game or walked out of the living room if you watched on TV, ever, 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 that thought the officials didn't hose them. It is the nature of watching a playoff game, period. All you do is remember the five, six, seven whistles, what have you, that you feel should have gone the other way. You completely ignore all the ones that went the other way. So when you say that, I think, yeah, like I I, I think to a degree, uh, the Nuggets got some interesting whistles in this game. However, Nuggets shot 36 free throws. Warriors shot 32. Pretty even. So, all good, on to Wednesday that series goes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and Wednesday will probably be the last, uh, the last time we see Jokic play. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this, for is, sure. this, thing, is, this thing is big time over. Um, I, I am impressed with the Nuggets, though, because, I, I mean, they are outclassed, in my opinion. And, and part of the problem is everybody's saying how Jokic is the most valuable player in the league when, when he's truly not. But, you know, what are you going to do, right? It's, it's, it, 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 that's what happens. It, we end up feel like we're denigrating this guy because uh, we feel like we're denigrating him because, because, he's, because we're not saying he's the best, right? You're saying he's one of the best instead of saying he is the best. But I am glad that because the slander would have been outrageous had they lost eight playoff games in a row for a back-to-back MVP. Well, yeah, we're talking all about Jokic, and, and I do believe you're, you're right that this will end uh, in Game 5 in San Francisco on Wednesday, and here's why. We'll talk about Jokic, and like every time Ralph brings up what's trending and every time you want to watch the sports shows this evening, Jokic led the way with 37. 
Jokic almost always in these playoffs is going to have 27, 28, 36, 32, whatever. That's Jokic. This game went the Nuggets' way because Monty Morris scored 24 and Aaron Gordon scored 21 and Bones Highland had 15 off of the bench. We've seen it in almost every series. The role players can do it at home. But can they do it on the road? Uh, All those guys I just mentioned were total non-factors in the two games in San Francisco. Aaron Gordon was almost laughable, in fact, in this series. He's much better when he gets uh, to home. They're not going to be able to do that on the road. They're not going to be able to do it on the road. You want to talk about somebody who's skating past getting blame. Aaron Gordon has been, I mean, he was he was supposed to be a guy for this team. Like, they traded for totally. him to go to, 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 for him to be another aspect, another another weapon, but with the whole Jokic MVP argument is he's got no teammates. Well, they traded for Aaron Gordon. Like, he's supposed to be one of these people, and, and you know, I saw that he was, uh, you know, he's kind of taken on a, a defensive role in the last two or three games that, that is, uh, you know, he's guarding Poole and guarding Steph and trying to shut those guys down, but, I mean, damn, dude. Like, when you were in Orlando uh, uh, coming up second in dunk contests, everybody thought that you were an impact player. Like, what, what are we where, – where's the impact here, uh, especially no on the doubt. offensive end? Yeah, no, it does not look like you thought it was going to look. He sort of looks out of place. Uh, Jokic plugs up the middle, means that uh, Gordon starts having to shoot three-pointers. That's not his thing. So he had a good game today, um, but, uh, but, but has not been good in the series from top to bottom. Okay, Kurt Heelan with more on basketball coming up next hour. Uh, with Martin Weiss, Mark Willard having a good time. Are baseball's unwritten rules about to dissipate into the atmosphere because of one team? team and could that team become the most hated team in major league baseball because of it that's coming up around the bend it's fox sports sunday on fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live hey what's up everybody it's me three-time pro bowler lavar arrington and i couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask along with my fellow pro bowler tj hushmanzada and super bowl champion yep that's right plexico burris you can only name a show with that type of talent on it up on game we're going to be sharing our real life experiences loaded with teachable moments listen to up on game with me LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, it's Fox Sports Sunday with Mark Willard and Martin Weiss on the hang. Still lots to do across NBA circles. Get you ready for the NFL draft as well. Uh, but real quick, Martin, where do you stand on unwritten rules in sports? Uh, I don't stand. Unwritten rules to me aren't real because they're not written down. Like laws are written down. They have, people have to decide on them. We have to vote on them and, and then they can enforce. No, unwritten rules, no. But I will say this. Aaron Boone walking Miguel Cabrera for a chance to go for 3K? That right there is a fireable offense. That that right there, I don't you you want to talk about so that's maybe the un, the one unwritten rule that I'm like, are you serious right now? This can't be happening. But now why? Give me why. Why is that what upset you? Because I mean, what are we here for? You know, the Tigers haven't been uh, and again. Like the first baseball team I ever started following and covering was the Tigers, and I've I've, I've was uh, was 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 uh, was following Cabrera's career closely, so I was invested in it, right? So I'm a fan here, right? But I mean, what are we buying tickets for if not to see history be made? You're going to intentionally walk a guy with a chance to go for three k? That's dirty. I mean, if the point is to do what's best for your team. Aren't you allowed to do it across the board? I, yes, I mean, yes, listen, yes. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. The, what, the point that you're bringing up is basically robbing a group of people of high entertainment value who bought tickets to be there, right? So yes. that, that I understand. The majority of the unwritten rules are simply about not embarrassing one team or the other. And where, uh, where I've arrived finally as a fan in sports is there's no such thing. You cannot make that much money 
and be this much of a grown man and worried uh, about being embarrassed. Now, there are two kinds of we embarrassed you. One is Terrell Owens runs out and stands on the star. Okay? You're winning. You're rubbing our noses in it. You're rubbing our faces in it. On purpose. I'm the bad. The guy. other side, right? The, the <laughs> other, the other kind though is stuff that happens within the game. Don't don't try too hard. If you're ahead, we get to keep trying, but you shouldn't try because you're ahead by a lot, and therefore that embarrasses us. I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, you you make too much money for that. Well, it, also- I don't, my, you know, I don't care how young you are in the league. You you like. This is big boy stuff. Well, also, too, to me, it's disrespectful to not compete. That, that to me, is the biggest level of disrespect. So, you, you like, give me a chance to win. Right? You know what I'm saying? Even, the game's not over, especially, especially in a sport like baseball. Mark, there's no clock. There's no clock. Game can go literally. I'm watching the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers are up All 10 night. to 2 in the bottom of the eighth <laughs> inning. This thing might go for 10 more innings, right? You know what I'm saying? If the, if the Padres come back up and tie it up, we might be playing baseball till tomorrow. There's no time. Like, there's no clock. There's no, there's no, it's not basketball. It's not football. There's no arbitrary stop to when this game is going to end. It's about winning, right? It's about, it's about getting as many outs. So, like, no. Uh, to me, it's disrespectful. Like, yeah, I'm going to steal a base. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm I want to so, win. Yeah. I'm so glad you just brought up the Dodgers being ahead of the Padres by a score of 10 to 2 in the eighth. This is a very similar score against the exact same team in San Francisco last week when one of their players uh, stepped up and bunted for a hit. Now, the Dodgers right now are not at the plate, but if they come up in the top of the ninth, let me see who's due up here for uh, for the Dodgers. I, I can't even tell by this, but let's say Cody Bellinger, who's already got two hits and four driven in today in this game. Let's say he drops a little bunt down, up 10-2, to two, gets a base hit in the ninth. How you feel about it? I mean, is it great? No, but you know what, though? <laughs> I, I don't know what Cody Bellinger's contract states. However, I know that at least there's enough contracts out there in the world that have that have stipulations on performance, right? Like uh, the the number one thing I think about is the NFL, right? We're talking about you know if you if you get X amount of receiving yards, or X amount of receptions, and, and you always see how guys are going and, and and cashing those in last weeks of the season. Well, you know that bunt for a base hit might make Bellinger a million dollars, you know, somewhere down the line. Like, nah, bro. Okay. Like, you know, I need. I'm gonna go ahead and if you're gonna pitch it to me, I'm gonna try to hit it. I mean, isn't that fundamentally what's actually fair? You get to keep trying, and I don't get to keep trying. What if the point for the Dodgers in that particular case when the Padres would get all up in their feelings, what if the point would be, you're the Padres. Like, we're going to be competing with you all year long. Why should we not try to tax your bullpen? Why should we not try to, uh, to, to, to move things forward? I mean, in a lot of these series, you're playing the same team again tomorrow. Exactly. Why should you not try to go deeper into their bullpen, even if you're up eight, nine, ten runs? What, I think the Cubs beat the Pirates yesterday, but what, 21? Something like that? Like 20, 20, right. 21 nothing or something like that? Yeah, I'm all for it, dude. I really, truly am. Like, because here's the, another other thing. If you're losing that damn bad, what are you doing here? 
right? Like, like I, I, I want that to happen. To, so there is a uh, a referendum made about the fact that the Pittsburgh Pirates have the same, uh, you know, they don't pay anybody. They're not they're they're not trying to win. So good, lose, get your ass kicked. Okay, lose lose by twenty, and all these unwritten rules can go out the window, from my estimation. Yeah, I tell you what, a little bit more on that coming up on the other side. Kurt Heelan's going to join us on NBA issues, and one of them we'll throw right to you, Martin, because you're a Michigan guy. So we've talked a little bit about Jordan Poole. He only had 11 points in this particular game, while Steph Curry had 33 as a starter. So is it time to make a switch? Who's coming off the bench next? That's among the things we get to next on Fox Sports Sunday. Yeah, here we go, Fox Sports Sunday. Indeed, the Denver Nuggets have forced Game 5. Ben Simmons will not be around for Game 4. And Martin Weiss, a big winner. Flex your muscle, Let's my go. man. Only one sweep, maybe none in these NBA circles uh, across round one of the playoffs. We'll get to all of it. Focusing in on the draft, Kurt Heelan joins us later on this hour as well. Uh, Let's get into it. I tell you what, Martin, you know what's on my mind right now? After listening to Adam Kaplan, who joined us about a half hour ago, he really kind of struck a chord where he was like in flip-flops on a beach, flipping limes through Corona bottles. He's like, yeah, you know, all these receivers are mad it's gonna be fine it's all gonna work out everybody's gonna keep their players I'm like I don't know if that's the case then Debo Samuel for example right now is uh well he's full of it because what he's saying right now is absolutely not I don't even want you to make an offer I'm gone I'm out it's been on social media he's at a club in LA last night they're holding up a sign that says Debo stays in San Francisco Mm -hmm. camera cuts to him and he cuts his neck and goes shake the head that's not happening I'm not staying right that's that's a 15 yard penalty taunting right there you can't you can't can't throw slash anymore Debo come on (laughs) that's a good point so I'm looking at this going I I get it I understand negotiations. I understand that Debo does not have the leverage. However, if you're the 49ers, the one thing you cannot do is get nothing for him and then just get a big old holdout come September. So I don't know if, if, uh, if I've got flip-flops on like Adam Kaplan does right now. I, I do think, though, that I think there's a, a level of we always hear this now. Like, before Russell Wilson moved, yeah, there's been all talks of quarterbacks not happy, right? And quarterbacks want to leave, and quarterbacks want to go here, and quarterbacks want to go there. Well, before Russell Wilson, that was pretty much an NBA-only thing that was happening, right? Where guys were just super unhappy, and then they get traded, right? Most of the time, they just figure it out. But I am curious about Debo, because I don't. I think that his value to the 49ers is so much bigger than his value would be for any other team that – it's really a fascinating dichotomy here because Debo is obviously one of the best players on the 49ers offense, but it's because of the way they use him, right? Like, how yep. are you, is he, if he goes to New York, I'll put it like this Tyreek Hill, for example, that speed, that speed translates everywhere, every language, all around the world. He's going to be the fastest dude on the field, right? Every, whatever, wherever y'all at. I don't, that's not the same for Debo. Debo's not the best running back. He's not the best wide receiver. He's not. He's very good at all of these things and put in position to succeed. 
it's 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 just an interesting. I don't think he's going to get what he wants, unfortunately, for him. Well, I, I, listen to me. If he ends up on the Jets, he played himself. You know, this is year four that he's going into. You don't want to set that precedent for your career. That's not going to work out for you. You're not going to, as you're pointing out, you're not going to look like you did in San Francisco. Number one, you're not going to put up the numbers um, that uh, that you've put up before. And 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 so, where's this going to go next? You're going to go fight to go play with Zach Wilson. What are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So I, I, I think you, you, you got to tap the brakes on that one. But the, here's the other side to it. I'm always fascinated by this because I think we as media and fans, we don't always think of it this way. I'm not so much fascinated by the trade request as I am the fact that we heard about it. Yes. Understand, Tyreek Hill, when did we hear about it? We he heard about traded. it at 8. We, 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 right. we heard about it at 8 in the morning and he was traded by lunch. Right. Devontae Adams, when did we hear about it? I mean, maybe a day ahead of time. So these teams know about the request. They know about the frustration well, well, well before we do. So I'm going to look at this and go, okay, the the 49ers knew. um, Boy, they probably knew in March. They knew in March something was up and that they needed to do something. They haven't done it. And so now Debo and his agent are frustrated and they're pushing it to the next level. The second the world knows about it, the value goes down, doesn't it? Facts. I mean, it really doesn't make much sense to me. Like, I don't know what the posture – I I guess what it is, it's it's all to get people like you and me to go on – to get in microphones and start bloviating about how they got to keep them or they got to move them or, you know, whatever. But, like, it doesn't make – like, if you want to get – if you want to – to me it seems like a conversation you should be having with your boss. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a conversation that you need to have with your boy. Like if you need some more money, you're not going to be over here pounding the table talking about on the microphone. Like, I need a raise. No, you go and you, you talk to the people who are in charge of paying you. Because you, I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just it's it's. I do think though it's it's going to be super tough for Debo with the idea that I don't. It's just not going to have the same utility in other places because he's not going to have the same person calling plays and putting him in the position to succeed. Uh, Mark Willard, Martin Weiss with you. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. Your home for live sports, and that means all sports. Every game match, race competition, it is always on. Now, go on and plan your trip to visit LasVegas.com. See the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. And speaking of Vegas, Thursday's draft night. Be sure not to miss Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage throughout the first round. Next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern is when we're going to get started live from the Bellagio in Vegas. Was just there a couple of times earlier this year. My gosh, it's still looking good. Uh, Jay Glazer, former Vikings GM Rick Spielman, our very own LeVar Arrington, and Rob Stone going to have you covered throughout the first round of the draft. Pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Bellagio in Las Vegas throughout the first round of the draft. Listen on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Speaking of what Adam Kaplan said in the draft, did I catch that man say no quarterbacks in the top 10? I mean, listen to me, Martin. If that happens, and I'm no dream crusher. I have no idea what these guys are going to do. Somebody is going to come out this year and play well at the quarterback position. But if at this point, They've gone through all their workouts, and nobody is willing to grade them as a top 10 pick. Well, you might as well wait till round three. The way quarterbacks get overvalued now, if no quarterback works his way into the top 10, that just tells me that nobody impressed anybody. 
Well, that and, and there are some ways you can explain it away, right? Like you got I mean, you had what four or five first round quarterbacks last year, so you you end up uh, uh, no. What am I talking about? You had yeah Trevor Lawrence, you had Justin Fields. Well, you had five. You had five in the first fifteen picks. Okay, there there we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, was, whew, I don't know what that was about, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know. I got you. So I think I think you have a I think you have that scenario right where you have a lot of guys who are now a lot of teams that are if they're not set they think they're set. Right with uh with 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 the with all the quarterbacks with the new rookie deal quarterbacks, but I just the idea we overvalue these guys so much in my opinion that like I don't I don't necessarily think it's the end of the world that none of these guys are going to be the first overall pick or the second overall pick or maybe like you said uh, like like Adam said um, you know Carolina at six might pass on a quarterback you know even still. I don't think it's the end of the world. I really don't, and I and I don't think it's a super big indictment on the guys who are there because I mean, you look at the number one overall pick in a, a few years ago. Baker Mayfield's not going to have a team, or you know, you know, he doesn't have a you know, he doesn't have a home right. in the way that you know. Right. So so Sam Darnold, you know, uh, is a fringe guy, right? We're talking about Carolina taking a quarterback at six at quarterback at six. Well. The reason why is because Sam Darnold, who previously was a top five pick, or you know, is now is 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 pretty much done, right? We see, we know what's going, what's happening there. So I, I don't know. If it's the biggest indictment. I think a lot of it has to do with how you develop a guy once you get him, and like how you how you put him guys in their position to succeed. Like, would Russell Wilson be the starting quarterback in Denver? Had if if Seattle had um. Instead of Seattle drafting him, like you know, uh, uh, Houston had, right? Like, would he have? Would he have had the, the postseason success? Would he have gone to multiple Super Bowls? Like, would we be looking at him in the same way if he had gone to another organization or like, you know, a, a team like New Orleans, for example, who needs a quarterback? Right? They're looking for a quarterback. They're not going to like, but they don't see any of these guys as somebody to jump up to to go get. Whereas, like, you know, Adam, like Adam was saying, like Matt Corral, to me, was one of the most efficient. Uh, and, and just when I was watching the football, watching Saturdays, he kind of popped off the screen to me. I was like, okay, I see this guy looks like he's got it. But if he's not rated as a number one or a top ten pick, like, you know, you could probably just use your value or use your assets other in, in other ways. I don't think it's the end of the I, world. I, I, it's not the end of the world, but I see this a little differently because I guess my point was is if every if anybody really looked special – at the quarterback position to these teams, you would see teams start to make moves. And you would even see that teams who sort of have a quarterback, they'd be like, oh, but we'll move on for that guy. You know, like, look, go, go through the early board. Jacksonville already got their guy last year. It's too early. But Detroit is sitting at number two. It's not like they think Jared Goff is their long-term future. I know there's money issues, but if there was somebody they really liked, they'd go get him. Same with Houston at number three. Oh, we think they Davis Mills is nice. Sure you do. Not if there's a generational talent that's sitting there. You just don't think anyone's there. Same thing with the New York Giants at five. Is it? Are you so sure that Daniel Jones, in what year are we going into? Year four? Yeah. It's suddenly, it's suddenly going to work out? Or if there was a really big talent, would you go get him? You mentioned Carolina at six. Uh, Atlanta is sitting there at eight, having just traded Matt Ryan. Seattle is sitting there at nine. Nine with no quarterback and Washington's at 11 with no quarterback. This whole group is just filled with teams that could use a quarterback and I'm supposed to believe none of them are going to do it, but 
don't worry, yes, there are good quarterbacks in the draft. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's not adding up to me. Well, I think that eventually, I think it's, to me, it's like Belichick, if you look at the way that Belichick has drafted and it, it, throughout his years, it was all about maximizing the potential, right? Like it was all about just trading up, trading back out of the first round to get in the second round to get more picks, right? Because like essentially what it feels like to me, obviously I'm not a drafter nor GM and like the people who will be previewing this or covering this on Thursday is going to, or will be much more knowledgeable about all of these things than I will, right? Than I am. But it's just seen like, like, like the Hutchinson and the Thibodeaux, the guys who are, we're talking about in the top five, like, Obviously, somebody's going to be the first overall pick, right? But when you look at like a Miles Garrett, I'll put it like this. Look at Miles Garrett. Look at Baker Mayfield. Which number one overall pick do you think the Browns wanted first? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, are, are the Browns want to keep around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. the, the, the impact that you can get when you have literally the pick of the litter, I can understand why you don't want to necessarily get in bed with Malik Willis or, or Kenny Pickett or whoever because – you know, hey, I just didn't see it yet. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see it in the in the way that you see it for some of these other guys. So I, I, I feel where you're coming from, but I like again. I think the biggest thing you can do is a, 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 to to mess up an organization is overdraft or overpay or, or you know, it's like that, and that'll kill you. Uh, with Martin Weiss, I'm Mark Willard, and in the city of New York, the Yankees are underway. We just mentioned the Jets and Giants having all kinds of picks at the top of the board. Yet, the first name that's going to be discussed in sports radio tomorrow morning, <laughs> we'll tell you all about that coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Having a good time, Mark Weather, Martin Weiss, with you. As the uh, Nuggets force game five, we've got two more playoff games still to go. See if the Phoenix Suns can continue to do their business without Devin Booker. That is the nightcap tonight. Uh, the Heat and the Hawks just getting underway early in the nondescript series of them all, isn't it? Heat and the Hawks. Like, I don't even <laughs> – I'm like, the Heat have got to be the weirdest one seed of all time. I, I mean, even NBA fans are like, ask them who the best player is, what makes that team tick, or if they have any thought on them making the NBA Finals. It's it's like no, no, no across the board. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've found it illogical that the odds were so – I mean, I don't know how, how much of a gambler you are, Mark, but me, I, you know – Yeah, it's, partake. Yeah, it's with one of my uh, – yeah, yeah. everybody's got their advice. That's mine, right? So uh, <laughs> so I actually laid a little bit of money down on Miami to win the East because Brooklyn was favored – or Brooklyn was the odds-on favorite to win the Eastern yep. Conference for so long of the year that it's just like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like I, I, so I had to, so I put a little bit on, on Miami and I put a little bit on, on Milwaukee, but they're just a great team, dude. They're just a really solid team. They're a solid team, but that team's not beating Boston. No. That team's not beating Milwaukee in a series. I don't think, at least. Um, however, I got to pour some salt into my wound. I guess it's not really a wound, but man, I spent uh, a couple of shows on these airwaves torching the Boston Celtics because of what they did on the final game of the regular season. They played hard. They played hard while the Memphis Grizzlies did not. And because of it, the Celtics earned themselves a a, a shot up from the four seed to the two seed. And I was like, Celtics, what the hell are you doing? Why on earth would you do that? Everyone around you is tanking. You go out, you play hard, you beat Memphis by 40, and now you're going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the first round? How dumb is that? And now they're the only team that potentially is going to sweep the first round. It looked like uh, after that, now they're going to get a week off uh, as a result. (laughs) You know, now listen, obviously it took a buzzer beater in game one. They were losing for most of game two. We could play that game, but the scoreboard is the scoreboard. Um, I, I, I am shocked that of all first round teams that potentially are going to go out in four games, it's the Brooklyn Nets. And well, the shocking part about it is that you say it's the Brooklyn Nets. Really, what we're saying, it's shocking to think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to not win a single playoff game. That's wild, right? Like that—that—that that, that is really what we're talking about here. Because when you look at the Brooklyn Nets as a whole, you know, I kind of just broke. I just thought about it, and I was like, dude, the Celtics are going to win this series in, in, in six or five, just off of the way that the rosters are constructed. Who would you take off of the Nets, not named Kevin Durant, not named Kyrie Irving, right, that would start in Boston? Like, it's not Andre Drummond. It's not Bruce Brown. It's not, like, the, 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 there's the, 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 the talent level in these two teams, it's, it's, it's a big, big drop-off after you get past KD and Kyrie. And the other thing, too, 
that I think that most people weren't seeing and expecting, Jason Tatum is playing like that guy right now. Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Jason. Uh, I mean, Whew. yeah. He's, he, is looking, uh, he is looking real, real good. Let's get into it further with one of our favorites, lead NBA writer, managing editor, editor of Pro Basketball Talk, the great Kurt Heelan, joining us on a day that's heavy with basketball. Kurt, let's talk about these Brooklyn Nets a little bit. Uh, not just the fact that they're down 3-0, but now today's news that Ben Simmons is not going to be ready for game four means what for this organization going forward? forward nothing like I, I, honestly, <laughs> I mean were you expecting anything I, I know that there was this buzz around him coming back and, and obviously that makes great radio and tv and and you know twitter fodder so i'm going to take a guy who hasn't played a game since last year's finals where he struggled under no, i mean eastern conference finals where he mm-hmm. struggled under pressure and i'm just going to throw him into a high high leverage game it's the kevin durant when he hasn't played it, like even if he's playing 15 minutes, I just as much as on paper he is awesome, on in practice he is not. He just wasn't going to move the needle in a, in this series. Like like in this series. Now next year after a training camp and a full year, maybe a different story. There's no way you're throwing him cold into this series and changing anything. Well, also too, it's, okay. So what does he do? Like, what does Ben Simmons do <laughs> for this Nets team right now? If you think about, it, is he going to play the Bruce Brown minutes? Well, Bruce Brown's the leading scorer the last two games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, so like, I don't know. If that's the answer, right? So we're. I don't even know how he would fit in. It's it's he's not a plug and play guy, right? Look, look. Obviously, he brings defense and, and he brings length and and. And he's a good ball handler in transition and pushes the pace and he can pass. There are things he does, but this isn't like, I don't know, just to take a guy whose name has come up in in stuff. You can take Donovan Mitchell and plug him in 29 other teams and it's good to go, right? Like he's got a a game that can fit anywhere. Sure. That's not Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot. So now I don't have to – I think the last thing the Nets need is another non-shooter on the floor so they can just send more guys at KD and Kyrie. Like it's an he's you have to play with him kind of a specific way, and I think it just takes time. And like I said, over the course of a year, the, a year from now, we might be having a very different conversation, guys. But right now, I just don't think he moves the needle for them in that series, which is kind of moot because he's not playing anyway. I guess, Kurt, maybe let me ask it a different way. The fact that Ben Simmons is not playing in this game means what for Ben Simmons and his future going forward? This can't play well in the locker room, can it? Like it just, it. it I, I get it. He's injured, and, may, and I will take him at his word that there is back pain there again. But a, everybody in that locker room, everybody, even even Kyrie Irving, who played not even half a season, everybody's playing through pain right now, right? Like if you're in the playoffs, right. you are you are sore, you are banged up, you are tired, you are whatever, you are finding a way to fight through it. He's not doing that. And B, the worst kind of relationship problems. Of course, I have never done this to people, but other, you know, I I know it's happened to others. Is when you get somebody's hopes up and then dash them. Like, oh, you know, I'm coming back. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Oh, sorry, I'm not gonna be there. Like that's the stuff that stings, man. You just. I'm not. 
nobody in the Nets is going to come out and slam him, but mm-hmm. that can't have played well. well I, I, I agree. I, my, one of my favorite sayings is relationships are about managing expectations, right? And so, yeah. like, when you go and say Ben Simmons is coming back and then he doesn't come back, and especially because, I mean, damn, this team needs help, right? Like, yeah. this, this is not, this is not like, uh, this is not some situation where they're the one seed and they're, they're kind of skating by through, like, this is not Robert Williams, uh, 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 the Time Lord. Uh, this is not. Yeah, yeah. This it's not that situation. Like they're not just doing fine without him, right? And when you think about the value that you traded for him, it's just it's mind boggling to me that James Harden is going to be in the playoffs longer than the Nets. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. Especially when you go back to the start of the season and we were all like ready to engrave the trophy, right? Like it, I'm like, if they just come together at all, this nobody can touch them, and then they really didn't come together. I would say they were the most disappointing team in the NBA this season, but another team earned that title. So, Yeah, I think that's got to Los Angeles Lakers right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Well, actually, and, and, and that sort of underscores a point that uh, I made earlier, Kurt, and I'd love to run it by you and see what you think. I mean, I, I said well, fantasy basketball. Well, you made it, Mark, it's obviously brilliant, right? <laughs> well, there you go. Then we can just move on, you know? Uh, no, I, I, I said fantasy basketball doesn't work in real life. Like, you have two teams in the NBA that have decided, let's go star chasing, and there's nothing wrong with that. It makes all the sense in the world. We know the history of the league, but let's go star chasing and completely abandon drafting and development. It's the Lakers and the Nets, and look at what they're getting. It worked for the Rams. I don't think it works in the NBA quite the same way, right? And I, I, I think in the NBA, because because you're going to pay, you have to get those two or three top players, and it's much easier to bring them up through you know your own system. But you've still got to be able to build and develop. It was what made the the. Spurs so great over all those years, right? It's not just that they had Parker and Duncan. Granted, they drafted and developed Parker and Ginobili, and they had Duncan, whatever. But every year they'd be we'd we'd, we'd go to the draft and we'd be like, "Who's that guy? Who who the heck is Patty Mills?" Turns out Patty Mills is good like three years later, like <laughs> right. year after year after year. They were so good at that. You have to be able to do that to thrive in the NBA because of the salary structure. And if you if you can't develop players right now, the best development program in the league is probably in Toronto. And Kawhi Leonard, you know, we'll plug him in and play, but it's it's Kyle Lowry. Hey, how much better did we make him? And and bringing up Pascal Siakam, so they, now they're going to get bounced early. But like they keep finding guys, and hey, we got Scotty Barnes now. Boom! Like you've got to be able to do that in the NBA to thrive long term. And if you can't develop young talent you're going to be in a lot of trouble you're just not going to be able to sustain anything and i mean that's kind of the the going the going phrase in the league right now is f those picks right like you know with the lebron yeah, exactly. thing and you know you know what the warriors didn't do they didn't f the, the jordan pool pick <laughs> right that they didn't get they got that one right they nailed it and it extended their championship window i think in my opinion how, how that how, they could have how much talk was there before last draft like oh they're not keeping that pick they're not going to keep oh they're not going to keep kuminga yeah, yeah. then they kept kuminga that guy in a couple of years. Okay, <laughs> he was in. By the way, talk about a guy in the Kawhi Leonard situation. Of he's got a lot of talent. We can bring him along slowly because we've already got a bevy of superstars that he can learn under, and we'll just bring him along. And in a few years, that guy is just he will have learned the lessons and not had to take on the responsibility until he was ready. And you just don't get that opportunity much in the NBA. Normally, if you're if if you're the number one pick, you're Cade Cunningham. Here's the keys to the franchise. Hey, by the way, good luck with it. 
Like, right. you know, you're, you're going to have a rough first year. Not everybody gets brought along like that, and Kuminga's going to benefit from that a few years from now. Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk, with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Willard, Martin Weiss with you. Kurt, I'm looking at the updated, this is up-to-the-minute NBA championship odds across the board, like a collection of all the houses. Right now, the Warriors still remain the favorite at plus 294. The Celtics have moved into second ahead of the Phoenix Suns. Um, I'm looking at that Booker injury. The Pelicans have been an interesting team. I don't really think Phoenix is in trouble necessarily in this first-round series, but what would you say about their positioning a knowing that 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 the the pelicans have been uh competitive number one and number two not really knowing exactly when booker is going to be back yeah they they, i think they can get through this series but pelicans are feisty like they're just that's a good team with now with with ingram and cj mccullum you've got two guys who can get you buckets right two guys who can score and take not to take over a game necessarily but with everything else going on, that's a team that, again, <laughs> Willie Green has turned out to be good. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to go down the road, but like there's potential there, right? Like there's, you, you add in Zion and suddenly you're like, man, if he just plays, this would be good. So, um, all that said, I think that they're a tough out. I just don't think that they beat the Suns. Yeah. But Phoenix isn't, but Phoenix, if Phoenix gets in the 1 4 next round without. Booker, then it's trouble. Like even if they go up against Dallas with Doncic fully healthy, yeah, you're going to need Booker back. You're going to need those points. And I don't know how much, how deep. If he's not even there for the first two games of that series, you're in trouble. Like it's going to be hard to come back because Dallas is going to be tough. So, so let me ask you. And I don't, I'm not so about the MVP because I mean I was fired up. Uh, Jokic was the MVP. I had, they dumped me earlier. I was over here cussing on national radio. I was so fired up about Jokic being the MVP <laughs> and and potentially losing eight consecutive playoff games in a row. When you talk about the impact of a guy like Devin Booker, right, going forward. The Suns. I mean, the Suns were the best team in the NBA, you know, at least the best team in the Western Conference all year. And now you talk about a guy like Book, who you know, if he misses some time, you know, I agree with you. I think you're right. Like they might be in real smoke uh, if they if they catch a Dallas or you know, without uh, without Booker. But how does he not get more attention for being the most valuable player when you see the team that is the uh, ob- objectively one of the best teams in the league? Now they're you know we're talking about can they beat the ten seed? Right in a four games yeah. in a seven game series, I think the challenge for Booker in that situation is that and and what helped not just Jokic by the way, but I think it helped Embiid's cause as well in this year, and even to a degree Antetokounmpo. They had to carry so much more of a load. Like Booker, Booker was the best player on the best team, and that gets you in the conversation. But they could win without him. They could win without Chris Paul. Like that was a deep, well-balanced. They are, they are a true ensemble of which he is one of the best players. He's an all, you know, all NBA player. I don't want to be talking him down, but what is asked of Jokic? Cause I, I got this part. Look, I, I'll tell you guys now I voted for Jokic for MVP. I have a vote. I've had Jokic first. Um, I have had some Philly fans in my Twitter mentions and direct messages suggesting rather anatomically impossible things. And <laughs> nice. Please, please share some of those. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but it's like, I, 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 like, if you watch the first round, I'm like, yeah, I watched the first round. I've watched the Denver Nuggets. And if anything, I'm like, how the hell did he get them 48 wins and into the playoffs? 
Like, I don't come away from this thinking right. Jokic is any worse. Um, it's a, it was a, I will add this. It was like, I, it's usually third-team All-NBA that keeps me up at night when I'm casting votes because now you're just, hey, who's the sixth-best guard and the seventh-best guard? You're, right. you're splitting hairs, right? MVP was brutal this year because Embiid would win it running away most years, and Giannis would win it running away most years. It was it was really tough, but it ultimately to me came down to value to their team, and that's kind of just where Jokic I think won out. But but it does he looked better? I mean, he's had two good games in a row, but that's yeah he he struggled in the playoffs, but I I think that's more of what's around him. Uh, Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk. Good to catch up with you, bud. Thanks for coming on today. Anytime, Mark. Take care, guys. Okay, there he goes. Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk. He's a Jokic voter. Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait for him to hang up, and then and then we'll rip him. <laughs> that's what that's what we're doing. No, I, I listen again. I get it. The guy, uh, he's a fantastic player, and if you do look at it from that angle, which is you watch him play basketball, you watch the Nuggets, and you think, how the heck did this guy get forty eight wins? And by the way, a forty ninth today against Golden State. Yeah, it makes you think a certain way about Jokic. And you're not wrong. I just wish that we would have a better definition of what we're all supposed to be voting for. And if it were up to me, we would be voting for someone who absolutely unequivocally put his team in a top four seed and had home court advantage for the start of the playoffs because that's where the champions come from. Therefore, your value meant something during the year. It's just also wild to me that the number one seed goat loses one player, and now we're talking about them. Potent- I mean, the Pelicans were the tenth seed in the in the Western Conference, right? right. Like they they're not even supposed to be here, right? And I understand they made trades. They got CJ, and the, the, it's not the same team that went one in thirteen to start the year, right? But, I mean, damn. <laughs> like, I mean, you lose one player and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, they're going to the, 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 the prohibitive favorite to win the finals is done. They're cooked. They're deep fried. And it's like, so, so who's the MVP then? Like, who is the most valuable player? I, it doesn't make sense. It is. It is a year unlike others in terms of a little bit of parity, at least, in the NBA. When you talk of the Suns, you're talking about the only game left tonight. But there were two others. There's another one ongoing. Let's find out all about it. Ralph Irvin and what's trending right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> Take it away, my man. 2.36 to play in the first quarter, and Miami with a 22-19 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Already six points, a couple of threes for Max Struess. Uh, five points for P.J. Tucker as well, another four for Jimmy Butler, but the early three-point lead. Miami without Kyle Lowry has that lead over Atlanta. Now, earlier today, Denver, a 126-120 win, win over Golden State. Nikola Jokic, 37 points, eight rebounds, six assists. The Warriors still lead that series three games to one. Milwaukee has a 3-1 series lead after beating Chicago, 119-95. Giannis led the way, 32 points, 17 rebounds. Still to come, 9.30 Eastern tonight. Phoenix, with their 2-1 series lead, will be at New Orleans. On the Major League Baseball Diamonds, two games, make it three games going on right now. First in the 11th inning, top of the 11th, Kansas City and Seattle are tied at four. The Angels have a 7-6 lead over Baltimore in the eighth inning. L.A. uh, scoring the go-ahead run with a bases-loaded walk. And in the Sunday night contest, scoreless bottom of the second, Milwaukee and Philadelphia. 
finals. The Dodgers get two home runs, four RBI from Cody Bellinger. They hammer the San Diego 10-2. The Mets have won three of their last four games. J.D. Davis a home run. They beat Arizona 6-2. Steven Piscotty a two-run homer. And Oakland snaps a two-game skid, beating Texas 2-0. So we send it back. It's Martin Weiss. And, yeah, Mark, it's, it's you two. It's it's everybody. It's Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> what? On a Sunday. Gentlemen, Ralph, back to you. It's okay. I, I mean, um, stumbling, you, bubbling, uh, if, and rumbling through yeah, the game. Yeah, wow. you're, allowed to for, you're allowed to forget any name you want. Um, I, it's pretty much now about 65% of the time when I meet someone, if you asked me their name 10 seconds later, I'm like, I have no idea. I have absolutely no clue wow. who this person was that I uh, that I just met. So um, it's all good. Thursday's draft night. Be sure not to miss Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage throughout the first round on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Bellagio in Vegas. Jay Glazer, former Vikings GM Rick Spielman, our own LeVar Arrington, Rob Stone as well. They're going to have you covered through the first round. Pick-by-pick predictions, reactions to all 32 picks, all taking place from the Bellagio in Vegas. MGM Rewards, earn on what you love. Visit MGMRewards.com for details. Subject to earning and redemption limitations applicable to certain purchases and in certain states. With Martin Weiss, Mark Willard. Mark, I, I, got, a, I a, got a quick question for you real quick. Yeah, you, go, ma'am. So, Have you ever worked with LeVar Arrington? Uh, do you guys- I have not done a show with LeVar. Okay. He might be uh, might be one of the, uh, I don't know, now getting to do this with you today. I think there are six media members left across the country <laughs> that I've not done a show with at one point or another. Mama, I, no! I have a great LeVar Arrington <laughs> story. So uh, uh, we were both at FS1, and we were uh, he was getting ready to go on, uh, I think it was The Herd. But he uh, we were in the back at the craft services. And for those who aren't in show business, craft services is where all the cookies and-, and Free food free is, food, is another way to say craft yeah. services. Right, yes. so it's, it's cookies, cakes, whatever. Like, But it's but Mark, it's 6.45 in the morning, okay? Mm-hmm. It's 6.45 in the morning. LeVar Arrington <laughs> is, is, is fully charged up, plugged in, ready to go. Okay, so what he does, he reaches into the box of Oreos, and I mean, the man was is, is a linebacker. He's got huge hands. Okay, he grabs an entire row of Oreos from his <laughs> from his the top of his middle finger to the bottom of his thumb. Right, so he's got a, a stack of Oreos, and he takes a bite out of every one of them. There's probably like nine Oreos in his hand. He bites all of them at one time and looked at yep. me and said, "I always do something maniac before 7 a.m." Yeah. I, I, I never have spoken loose. to him before. I had never spoken to him before. Ever, ever. Get loose. He looked at me and said, I have to do hey, something maniac before 7 a.m. every day. Fo- I'm football like. Players, football players are different. Uh, and speaking of this, I used to wait tables in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, anybody in, uh, sure. in our industry at a certain point in time. You was doing you something do else. what you got to yeah. do. <laughs> Waiting tables in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I once waited on a very well-known NFL linebacker. I'll tell you about that experience coming up next on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, it's Fox Sports Sunday and Fox Sports Radio with Martin Weiss, Mark Willard. Fun to hang with you today, man. Cool to get to do it. Hey, man, I tell, I, I, there's a lot of ways to make money in this world. This has got to be one of the most fun. <laughs> got to be. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is, my man. Um, there's also a lot of ways to eat in this world, but the most fun is to do it with an NFL player. Um, you, <laughs> just, you just shared a story about LeVar Arrington. Listen to this. 
So I'm waiting tables. This is actually back when I was doing shows with Tony Bruno. Um, and uh, we would do a morning show. And then to make extra dough, I would be done at 10 o'clock. And I'd go over to this restaurant. And I'd work the lunch shift that was right down the street from where we did the show. I, honestly, the brain goes, I can't even remember the name of the place. But we'd go over there. And it was kind of more of a, it was a little bit of an upscale crowd. It was, you know, it was in this business park where there were a lot of people that worked in the entertainment a white, industry. A white tablecloth type place? White tablecloth type place. Gotcha. Absolutely. So you head on in there. And uh, every now and again, uh, entertainment crosses over with sports, and you'd get people in the media and sports industry to come on in. So one time, Willie McGinnis comes in with his wife. Okay. <laughs> and, and this is one of those places, you know what an entree salad looks like, right? You know how the restaurants do it. They put that thing in front of you. It is a bowl that you could stick two of your heads in. I mean, it is right. just this salad, right? So he gets this chicken Caesar salad. That that is the size of his entire torso, and, uh, and and I'm like, okay, you know, I take their order, and 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 I can't remember what his wife got, but she was lovely, and she got, you know, I don't know, pasta dish or something like that, and so they're doing their thing, very nice, kind, and they're eating their meal, and 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 on they go for about 40 minutes or so. And, you know, the cadence of being a server, you check in on them once they're sure. doing okay. I don't want to bother them too much. Let them do their thing. So that's that's what happens. And then toward the end, they're getting close to the end. So I go over, hey, um, how are we doing? Is there anything else I can get you? How are you coming along? To-go boxes? What are we looking at? Is there anything else I can do for you? And Willie looks at me and he goes, yeah, I want to order. I'm like, Oh, wait, what? We haven't even started yet? No, 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 no. No, we're just... (laughs) We're just... This is like a little snack just to hold me over until we get a little later in the day and uh, and I can actually now think about what I would like as my meal here at this table. This man had already put down at least 1,100 calories and then looked at me and was like, okay... Now we're ready to order. Yeah, I, I so I had one experience similar to this. I was at my uh, my boss, who's actually uh, cousin Sal from the Jimmy Kimmel show. Like, yeah, yeah, cousin of course, Sal. yeah, cousin Sal, Fox Bet Live, all that. So it's his birthday party, and Jeff Schwartz is there, former offensive lineman. Yep. And it's we're at uh, we're in this is is beautiful restaurant in Vegas, and it's it's open bar, open food, and everything. I'm talking to Jeff, and I realized that the best person at a buffet to be behind is the offensive lineman because you are going to get a taste of everything. Because, I mean, just in our conversation, he was jetting all over the place. He was uh, moving all over the place trying to get from one thing to another thing. He's like, hey, you see that over there? You see this over there? I mean, it was just like I had so many finger foods. Uh, it doesn't shock me at all that William McGinnis would eat his torso and chicken salad and then be like, actually, I need some food. Now, now it's time to start. Exactly. Right. Uh, I mean, you mentioned uh, offensive linemen. I used to do a show every day with Fox Sports Radio's own Rich Ornberger, and he hey. used to once a week. He used to have these things called cheat days. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's enough food to cover a week, yeah, man. His cheat I day mean, probably, a yeah. week. His cheat day would oh. fill me up for like a, a month. <laughs> Good stuff today for Martin Weiss, Mark Willard. Enjoy the remainder of the day on Fox Sports Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.